Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The following program was produced by an independent community producer. The opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of the ECAT staff or board of directors. To you from underneath the peach blossom It's time for an episode of Be Awesome Find positivity throughout your life and work Just like our mascot rooster, Steve the Jerk Hello, Be Awesome followers, listeners, subscribers, viewers People that just generally like what we're doing this is going to be an awkward and uncomfortable discussion uh i think it's one that needs to be had and um, i'm hoping that people just one person gets something out of this uh, with more comfort in an uncomfortable situation than it was all worth doing i am going to talk all things colonoscopies and uh i have my friend mark resnick who was on a previous episode who's going to keep me in line, online, and probably give some some insight because he went through a lot of this journey for my first colonoscopy. Um, and uh, I'm just going to share my experience. And, and the reason being is uh, I'd like to say I'm somewhere between my early 40s, which early 40s start at 45, and uh, my late 40s, which is 49. And, um, <laughs> and so this year, um, and, and I, I'll step back, um, my doctor that I go to, Ian Penn at, um, at Trinity in Easton, is lights out uh, one of the most caring and amazing healthcare providers I've ever had in my life. And he's, he, he and his team stay on top of me. My schedule is crazy, and I can come up with every excuse as to why I don't take care of getting a yearly physical on time. And since I've gone over there about five years ago, they hound me, like literally Every year, if I don't have an appointment made for my physical, they're calling me. And I went there my first time was around my 45th um, birthday. And um, my first time going, they said, hey, the, the, the guidance right now is 50 for a colonoscopy. Right. This is a big fear for all. I think it's a big fear for men and women. But men, the stigmas around colonoscopies. When we hit that age that that it's possible, we're like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't ask me. I hope he doesn't ask me. Does colon cancer or prostate cancer run in the family? No? Okay. Well, thank God I get another. I bought another couple of years right. to not have this procedure done that is probably the number one preventive procedure. There's two things you don't want to die from, colon cancer, prostate cancer, because found early enough, it's treatable, curable, it's gone. Right? Right on. So, so <clears throat> but we have this stigma where we're like, I don't want to do this. And I did. And so when I went in for 45, I'm like, they're going to tell me I need to get a colonoscopy and I don't want to get it. I'm going to come up with reasons and I'm going to go on trips and I'm going to forget about all this stuff and we're not going to do it. And I'm going to wait till I'm 50. Well, let me just ask you this. Why? Why did you want to get one? I don't, well, I mean, think about is, it. Is it's it just, just the, the, the it's, just thinking about it is, is enough to set you off? It's the idea of being, so it's the idea of not knowing. It's the idea of being naked with somebody seeing something that people don't typically see. It's the idea of what people have said about what the pre-game is and what it what it is like, which in my experience it wasn't anything like what my brain was telling me. It was it was purely all in um, 
was like getting a root canal. My whole life, something, uh, so, and it's not quite like a root canal because it's actually worse. I was mind, mind, root canal is worse. A root canal is way worse. Than a I think so too. But I, I it's still not it. bad. So yeah. this is like, you spend all these years in your life where something painful happens, and someone's like, oh, "I'd rather get a root canal. I'd rather get." A root. You've never had a root canal. All you assign yourself to a root canal is that it's painful. I got my first root canal last October. I was in the seat. First of all, the 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 person that was doing the procedure, he was awesome. He yeah. knew I was nervous. Lighten the load. Nova came me up. He was two-thirds of the way done with it and realized he couldn't do it because the tooth was too far gone. And I'm like, I just want to finish this thing because it wasn't that bad, right? Yeah. My mind, it was awful. And I wanted to get to the finish line so that I knew it wasn't that bad. And so with the colonoscopy, it's just I've heard for years. And not only that, like – my dad got his first colonoscopy when I was like 25. Way different scenario yeah. and situation back then. Oh, God, yeah. So, like, hearing those stories in my 20s, I wasn't looking forward to it in my 40s. And so, it was definitely one of those things that... And I didn't know the importance of it. Right? I didn't know how doing it and getting it and finding something could make a huge difference in the outcome. Right? Yeah. And so... I went in on 45, guidance was 50, sweet, got five years before I have to start sweating bullets at the idea of going through this process and getting this unbelievably uncomfortable um, experience. Went to my get my physical this summer, first end of July, <clears throat> I see Ian, and um, he's going through all the things that I'm doing well, not a long list, but all the things <laughs> I'm not doing well, things I need to work on. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, I got two more years because he said 50. And I'm, you know, mentally, I, I know what I'm going to start. As you start getting older, you know what you need to yes. start, think about and what you don't need to think about. And so we're wrapping up. He goes, okay, um, just so you know, they changed the guidance from 50 to 45. And you're over 45. So you're behind the schedule on it. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he said this to me. He said, there's two things you don't want to die from. We don't want to die at all, right? We're all going to die. But there's two things that you really don't want to die from. It's colon cancer or prostate cancer. Yeah. Because they can find if they can find it early enough, they can treat it. And I'm like, so you're telling me I should get a colonoscopy? And he's like, that's the guidance. And I'm like, just tell me I need to do it. I'll, I'll go. And so from that moment, like anxiety, nerves, uncertainty, all this stuff happened. Um, the realization and uh, he says, somebody, I said, well, what's next? He says, well, someone from the gastro, gastro, gastronola, whatever, is going to call mm -hmm. and schedule the appointment. And so it was like 24 hours. And I'm sitting here going, all right, I'm anxious. I'm nervous. How do I get out of this? Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. And, and I've gotten out of stuff before. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been too busy. Right. I've been way too busy. And it was, it was like 24 hours. And I get a phone call. And it says, on the phone, it says gastro, da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, no drop it to voicemail like that was my first my first instinct and i'm like something triggered in my brain i don't know why I'm like i'm gonna take this call so i answer the phone and this woman's on the other end she's like hi i'm looking for joshua peach and i'm like yeah that's me and she's like i'm calling to schedule your colonoscopy and, yeah and i was like there was a there's a second that i was like she's not comfortable yeah i'm not comfortable she confirmed your, you know, let's, your fears. She's whispering. Let's be uncomfortable together. Yeah. And I was like, it's about time. And she just froze. And I'm like, I have been waiting for this call. How soon can I get in there? 
Because <laughs> now I'm just, it's inevitable, right? I have to do it. It's got to be done. It makes sense. Ian makes all the sense in the world. He cares about my well-being and my yeah. health. Why am I putting all this stuff in a WebMD and I look at Facebook and I do searches? Oh, you're one of those. Okay. And yeah, I did yeah, all You go down the rabbit hole. I did. I, I yeah. did. I went down, and I went down the bad rabbit hole. I went down the rabbit hole that talks about all the bad stuff that happens yeah. when you do that. And so I had all that in my head, and I'm so I'm just like, let me just have fun with it at this point. I got to do it, so I might as well have fun. And so she says, "Excuse me," I says, "I have been waiting for your call. I'm so excited for this." Ian told me that I don't want to die from colon cancer, or prostate cancer. The only way to find that out is if you guys go ahead and do this procedure, which I am not looking forward to, but I can't wait. So when can we? When can you see me? And uh, and she stopped. She says, "I got to tell you, I've never had a call like this." And I says, "Well, you should, because you guys are saving lives." And that makes a difference. And I, and I don't know where the hell this all came from. This was just like, this all just hit me. Like I was, I had to, I had to remove my anxiety somehow. Yeah. So I wanted to do it with humor. I also wanted to do it with appreciation because I don't think these people get enough of it. Right. It's a oh, yeah. really it's a important job. Thing. Yeah. Right. And, um, and I could come up with all the jokes. Right. Right. The, the D will they hold all time. I, like I had, a, I had, a, I had, a, I had a whole <laughs> shtick. I had a whole comedic act I was going to play throughout this whole thing. Cause I wanted to, lighten the everything and um so she booked it we got the appointment and she says okay this is important this is the first important tip for anybody that's getting a colonoscopy and she's not whispering anymore no she was yeah. actually laughing yeah. and having fun yeah. she was actually enjoying the call uh, she actually said at the end i enjoyed this phone call and i said i hope you have more because uh, i don't think she had many but she said this one thing that was that that is vital and i think you'll agree with it which is there are a couple of different ways for you to do the pre- uh, the pregame, as I like to call it, which is the day to day and a half before mm -hmm. going in, there's a couple of different products. There's a couple of different procedures. And following the steps that the doctor sends you is vital. Yep. It is absolutely vital. Do not listen to anyone. Do not listen to the internet. And we'll get to part of this because Mark scared the life out of me. Um, they're all different. My procedure required a gallon, um, which I can drink a gallon sitting here. I'm, I've got a gallon worth of water for two podcasts. I'll drink it. So that's easy. Two liters between four and six was the instructions. Two liters between four and six the day before, and then two liters five hours before. What this does, without getting too graphic, you drink it. You can drink the two liters over the course of those two hours. I drank it in about four seconds. Um, what this, what this particular product does is it causes water to collect in your colon and flush your system out. And it, it is not as bad. It wasn't as bad for me. Um, and I'll tell you about my diet, my last meal before I had to fast. Yeah. For the set, 24 set it hours. up a little bit. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I, treated, I, I can only imagine I treated this like the last supper. So I literally... The night before, I, I couldn't eat any more food after midnight on Sunday. Yeah. And so I went to town and I ordered like 20 pounds of Chinese food. Oh, you went Chinese food? Oh, I food. went Chinese food. I went I went full on. Oh. Oh, dude. Chicken fingers, pork fried rice, uh, pad thai, the whole nine. I went, I went ballistic. That's a good meal. Well, I didn't really think about it. I didn't think it through, but I'm just like... I, I did. My anxieties were a couple of different things. I, I do well with it with um, with the the um, putting me out. Like yeah. I'm not worried about them yeah. putting me to sleep and me not waking up. Yeah, me but 
does happen. And I figured if that happens, I want to go out happy guy. And I get, I, I'm a happy guy with Chinese food. So I loaded up. I mean, and I loaded up like I wasn't going to eat for a month. Um, Are you going to give a plug to your favorite? No, 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 okay. no, no. That's get, a secret. That's a secret. You don't want to get. Yeah, that. I don't want. I don't want. It's, it's hard enough. I'm getting. You don't want to overload yeah, the system. Yeah, yeah I, I don't want to overload. I don't want to overload the system. Um, but I loaded up on Chinese. I, I got to Okay, continue because I'm wondering if that was a good idea. So yeah, so it was. It, it, it was actually it in was? a lot of ways. Okay. I'll show you in a lot of ways. So this is the funny thing. Don't show me. Tell no. me. No, 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 no. Okay. So so basically, what happens is with this this particular product it, it literally because i did research on the product what it does and how it would react and, and then also timing right so mm -hmm. i was talking to you before blast off so it's like the timing of how everything works and and the reality is yes when you do the when you do the pre-game whatever one you do you want to be close to a bathroom you're going to have to go to the bathroom you're going to go to the bathroom you're cleansing out your colon the your colon has to be clean everything has to come out so um you take this product it literally was a couple of hours and it was funny it was, it was two was, hours yeah it was like two hours yeah um what was funny was i called you like so i i, I got the i got the mix together it tasted like lemon lime it was wasn't wasn't bad at all it's um, not good but it's not it's not gross yeah people made it sound like you were drinking poison like no 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 it's it's, it's not it's, bad it's, it's like it's, water but it's thicker it's, and you can put crystal light in it. it you could do a whole yeah. bunch of things it's not it's not there's people that can't drink fluids and there's pills that people can take to do the same result. Right. Talk to your doctor. Tell them what your concerns are. Don't don't sit there and complain about, oh, well, I can't drink, you know, a cup of water. Tell them realistically, like I can drink because you did like 10 ounces at a time. Yours was different. Yes. Like you drank 10 ounces every 15 minutes and why you were freaking out with me because I drank two liters. So I drank two liters at four o'clock and I was done with it by like 4.15 and I called Mark because Mark, you had. I'm, I'm going to get open with you. I hope you don't mind. Not at all. You, you, your your dad had colon cancer, right? Yes. Um. So you were a high risk at an earlier age. So you've already had a couple, and you had one a week uh, before. I was like, yeah, it was it was one week. So I was surveying. I just I was, went through it. I was surveying the land with you. I'm like, so what'd you do? How'd it go? Da da da. Why does mine say this? And so I called you after I finished my two liters, and you're like, hey, it's it's 4:15. I'm like, yeah, I know, I finished it all. And you're like, you're supposed to drink like 10 ounces every 15 minutes. You just drank 64 ounces and five. And I'm like, yeah, it said drink between four and six. It's between four and six. And I had to hang up the phone with you and call hey. other people. I called Chris. Call I called Chris. a couple of people. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm reading these instructions. And Mark's telling me it's, that I wasn't supposed to do that. Am I okay? I'm like, yeah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Um, and I was. And so I drank it. First of all, that's that's really not Chris's call, by the way. No. Whatever the you you said it perfectly. Whatever the instructions are, for that's the what doctor, he said. He said follow what, them to the T. That, that's that's what he said. Yeah. That's what Amy said. That's what two other people said. Yeah. Was did you follow the instructions in the guide? And I said it says between four and six. No amount. No anything. Follow the instructions. Perfect. And he says if you follow the instructions, you should be fine. Yeah. Should is a key word because it could have not been fine. <laughs> it was just wrong yeah. instructions. But I followed the instructions, and so um, it was probably an hour. It was probably an hour after. Say, yeah, it was probably, probably an hour after I after I uh, after I drank the stuff. I was uncomfortable for about two hours, and it wasn't like screaming pain. It wasn't like I had food poisoning. It wasn't like I had too much Chinese food, and it wasn't wasn't cooked right or anything. It was literally just I'm I'm in the bathroom and I can't leave. That's basically that's that's how yeah. that's how I felt. Let's let's just just 
be a little graphic for a second. <laughs> just, just to prepare people because, listen, it's not a big deal. Yeah. If you're close to the bathroom, yeah. it's not a big deal. And yours is, yours is probably better because you were probably – you probably didn't leave the bathroom that much. I didn't leave it at all. It's liquid diarrhea. Yeah. It's liquid diarrhea, yeah. and it's not painful diarrhea. Yeah. You're not going to have stomach cramps. I just want to tell the men and women out there. Yeah, and, and literally. Guys, relax. Yeah, and literally after, like, the first – after the first flush it's like it's like water it's it literally it's, it's liquid it's literally it's, liquid. it's literally water yeah and uh um it's it's it, it isn't bad the, like i say no. it was the anxiety and the worry of it and it was it was it was i probably had two hours of i'm not leaving the bathroom just out of uncertainty and hearing stories from other people that made it way worse yeah and other people can have a different experience like the, i'm not even saying that this is like this isn't standard everything this is my experience this is your experience yeah um but I slept like a baby. I slept from 11 to 4, 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. And I only slept, I only got up at 4 a.m. because I wanted to get up early so that I had the five hours because I was checking in at 10.30. I wanted to have that full right. time. Next morning, same exact thing happened. Drank it, hour later, hour or two, done. It was out. It was, it was, it was. All right, so let's backtrack for a little bit. Chinese food, no problem. Chinese food was no problem. No, not an issue. Uh, second thing is obviously the instructions from the doctor are key. When you yep. wake up, in, you're not supposed to have. I think you can have no no coffee, right? I don't. Yeah, you can have coffee, but it has to be black. No dairy black products, coffee. no okay. red dye products. So you can drink. So from midnight the day before, so basically 36 hours before my procedure, 34 hours before my procedure, I can only have water, coffee, Gatorade. No red Gatorade. Juice. No, nothing with red dye. Right, right. Nothing with red dye. You can drink liquids until midnight, the night of your procedure, yeah. and then you can't have anything. So I couldn't, I couldn't have anything other than this two liters of stuff yeah. um, between midnight on Tuesday and when I was out at 2 p.m. That's hard. That part, I will say, that, that part, I will say, um, it's not easy. because The lack of eating. Lack of eating, lack of drinking. You you haven't had any food in um, at that point. You hadn't had any food in twenty four hours, and now you're cutting off all liquids other than that yeah. two liters. I would say that that might even be the hardest part is yeah. when you stop drinking and eating the night before at midnight. Yeah, you wake up and you just you just want your normal breakfast. You right. want a cup of coffee. Coffee's fine. Yeah, but I'll tell people once you get through that first morning, like mid morning, and you like you feel the stomach pains. Yeah. And then you're fine. Right. If you, you know, just drink your water and your tea and your coffee and you're yeah. fine. Yeah. My, my suggestion on it is, is get the procedure in the morning. Oh, I'm going to disagree. You, you can. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, my, I'm, I thought it was great. I thought the morning idea was, was, was I thought the afternoon was fantastic. Let me tell you why. I just worry about it. Like being like a plane delay and mine was delayed. My, so my morning procedure uh, ended up being afternoon anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's unusual. I think. Well, I think they had, they had, so they had a couple of, first of all, you went to a hospital. Yeah. Uh, I went to like a, an outpatient clinic. Yeah, I think it's probably much more efficient because you're you're probably at the whim of the hospital in terms of being. I'll tell you schedules and doctors being called away or. Yeah, so I got an endoscopy. It's Good Samaritan, and and you know I I I'll tell you what the the team in the gastro office from the front desk to the back yeah. office they were amazing in 2020 for my endoscopy, which was the other end. Yeah, uh, going in through the mouth and. Um, they were just amazing. And, and you know, stuff happens. But I, I sat in the, the operating room for almost an hour. They brought me my phone. They're like, hey, do you want to use your phone? Because you're going to be here a while. We had something happen. And yeah. I'm not asking what happened, but 
Hey, no, no, no. Go, no go questions. Do, go do whatever you got. Yeah. So let me just quickly. Mine was in the afternoon. Here's why I liked it. Uh, first of all, I got to work. Yeah. The, you know, you have to do the procedure, the, the pregame before yeah. in the morning. Once, once I was done with that, I, I had a few hours where I could work, which I thought was great. Yeah. For me, I didn't have to take the whole day off. Mine was. Because when you got back, you weren't working. So, but this was your second time. This was my second time. So your first time, you may it may have you may have felt a little bit different. Like first time, anxiety, you're riddled. As much fun as I was That's trying to point. have, I was I was like anxious. Like I like to talk, and on the whole ride over, Amy's like, "Do you want me to Shut sing? Do you want to talk? Do you want to? I'm like, "No, I don't. I don't want to talk about anything. I just I just want to get this over with." I and she's like, "You're handling this much better than I thought you would." And I'm like, "I just want this done. Like I just." I want all of the the fear, uncertainty, and what's to come to, okay. be, to be over, and so that's why I wanted it in the morning. And it was that much sooner that I could eat, drink, and go back to Chinese food because I was hoping yes. that somebody had left some of it from the two days before. I'd still eat that two day old Chinese food because yes. I I was excited. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. I think first time you mm-hmm. might want to get it done. Yeah. Get it done in the morning. However, after this amazing podcast, yeah, after this uh, public service announcement, <laughs> yeah. people are getting we're, the first we're, time. We're yeah. telling you. Relax. Yeah. It's, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Don't let other people yeah. get in your head. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be fine. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You're right. So, uh, so yeah. So, that was – so, the pregame was was not bad. I was supposed to go to the Red Sox game. It was funny on the podcast yesterday. Um, I'd be awesome at, at Facility Management Podcast. I was supposed to go with Paul Anastasi to the Red Sox The game. night of the colonoscopy? The night before the colonoscopy. Oh, the night before. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was I, – You could have. You could have done that. Possibly. You could have had beers. Yeah, but I would well, I mean – No, you can't have beer. The night before? Yeah, can't have beer. Can't have any, you know, alcohol. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, I'm talking about the night before you fast. I mean, uh. No, 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 no. This was the, this was, this was, uh, the night before I was going in. This was less than 24 hours before I was going in. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, right, right. right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The night you're doing the pregame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, so pregame's done. Anxiety, driving to the driving to the to the hospital, and get in, and I walk in, and there's this room full of people, and we're all getting the same. No, really, we're all getting the same thing, right? Just yeah. this, this waiting room full of people, and I'm like, I don't like that. Oh boy, all these people know what I'm coming here for. Yeah. And they all know what they're here for. Like we're all here for the same thing, and and uh, and there was a person at the desk checking in. And there was a, a piece of paper that said, you know, sign in with your time and everything else. And the, the gentleman yeah. that was behind doing the check-in, I said, I just put my name here. And he goes, yeah, put put uh, 1020. I had to be there at 1030. It was put 1028. And uh, and it was 1025. I wrote 1025. Because I was like, ah, I'm going to show that was five minutes early, not two minutes early. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, in case there's other people that try to cut in uh, front cut, of me. Cut you, you know, yeah. More aggressively right. want to get in there. And so he calls me up a few minutes later. And literally, it was amazing and this is the power of a simple action this gentleman probably sees people uncomfortable every day and the person that was in front of me was was not they weren't handling they, they it. weren't and they weren't embracing the energy and i think he thought i think he knew like that i needed someone to say everything's gonna be okay and i got you and it was so simple he fist pumped me that's nice he's like hey great to see you and fist pumped me and i'm like I said I can't remember what I said. Oh, he's, he said he said I'm I'm uh, I'm born the same month you are, and I'm like, well, we got to stick together. I said we're 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 the cream of the crop, and we started having this dialogue. Now all these people are in here, yeah, and they can hear us, and we're laughing and just joking back and forth. And I'm sitting here going, 
I'm about to go in and get the most uncomfortable thing that I can think of in my life done. And we're laughing about our birthdays and yeah. let's make a deal on TV and all this stuff. And uh, we got done, sat down, waiting game. Yep. Uh, bring you in. Have you wear a reverse Johnny? Love those. Yeah. Which Love. you might have to go to the bathroom when you're there. Do it. Just get it out of the yeah. way because that. I yeah. didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I sat in the bed, got my uncomfortable reverse open open air in the back, gurney on or uh, Johnny on. Yeah. And then I, I nerves and everything else. I had to go to the bathroom, so they had to tie me up and. I had the IV in me and all that stuff. And they put an IV in you, which is fine. Um, yeah. That's where they put your uh, sleepy time tea. And um, you just sit there and wait. They tell you what's going to happen. Um, it's funny because the, the, it was, it was it, um, there's a lot of people in the waiting, you know, the waiting area in the back end where you're going to go get the procedure done. And they're just like, hey, look, here's the deal. You're going to go in. And this is, it, was, it was like perfect as, as yeah. they described it. We're going to put an IV in you. We're going to make you comfortable. We're going to bring you into this room. We're going to give you anesthesia. You're going to go to sleep. It's going to be the best sleep you've had. You're going, That's to, feel like going, to, sleep. You're going to feel like you slept like forever. Yeah. It's really been 25 minutes. And you're going to come to, and you're probably going to be passing gas. A lot of it. Like, and that's okay. Because it's just air. We have to put air and water yeah. in your colon to do this procedure and when we're done we can get the we get the water out we can't get the air out so you're going to get it out so don't be alarmed or surprised and what was funny was the nurse that said it and I'm like I'm not the, I'm not the guy that's blasting farts in the grocery store just for jokes and stuff so I'm I'm <laughs> like I'm like I'm like uncomfortable about that stuff right yeah, so I'm like yeah, oh my god too. these people that I don't know are going to hear me break and wind and all this other stuff and and uh and the nurse just looks at me and she goes we all do it and I was like that's right. We do all do it. And she's like, don't be embarrassed. Don't worry. Everybody does it. You're fine. So don't hold it in yeah. because that's going to cause you. They want you to. They want you they to. They want you to pass right. it. And yeah. they, 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 they need yeah. you to. And otherwise, you're yeah. going to have incredible stomach pains. So now I'm like, all right, let's, let's, let's get on with this, right? And so, you know, they put the IV in and I'm sitting there and the anesthesiologist comes over and he's a nice guy. Um and he, they, they give you the description of like, hey, this is the risks and this is that. You got to sign off that you're uh, accepting yeah. what limited risk there is. I sign my name. I'm like, man, I sign like like a, like a child. Like a signature. <laughs> He's like, look at mine. And I'm like, oh, my God, we could be like stepbrothers. <laughs> and so he looks at me, he smiles, and I just go. You want to go do karate in the garage after this? <laughs> and he's like, "Yup." And that's a line from Step Brothers. Yeah, yeah, and now yeah. the anesthesiologist and I, are, we're cutting up. We're having, I mean, we're we're talking lines from movies, and we're just having a, a good old time. And um, and they give you these warm blankets. Yeah, Did they give you the warm blankets. Yes, I got a warm blanket. Oh, well, warm blankets. I mean, I'd go back just for the warm blanket. Yeah, like. I didn't know how they did it, and they got this hot box, right? Like warm blankets. They forgot about that. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. It's it's, it's it's the best part. I just about fell asleep. They yeah. didn't need anesthesia. I just put put a put a warm blanket on me, and yeah. I'm good. Um, so I wheel you in to this room, and I'll go past my my waiting game and everything else. Get right to it. Um, they had an anesthesiologist. They had a support anesthesiologist. They had a nurse. Um, there was a gentleman um, that. Wrestled me around probably when I was asleep. Probably. But wrestled me around to put me into position for all of this stuff. And then there was Doctor Who. Doctor Who was great. Um, he came in. This is like really, like when they do it 
it's like an op- it's like a, it's all it's business all business it's like factory yeah doom doom yeah. doom you yeah. go you go in and they it's a camera with a probe that they stick stick in the backside take it up and then examine everything if they find anything they cut it or burn it and then and then you come to they actually yeah they actually can tattoo part of your colon surgically to mark where they remove stuff. I so thought that, you were just telling me a joke. I was like, you, no. <laughs> like, do I have tattoos on my colon? You, you, I, I, I said, I don't have any tattoos. I mean, it's the only thing. Oh, yeah. we should use that. Yeah. I have a tattoo. I have a tattoo. Yeah, now we have tattoos. On my colon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. uh, um, so, yeah. So, they're just like, this is what we're going to do. This yeah. is how we're going to do it. You've got the IV in. They roll you on your side. It's all like you're not sitting there naked. You're not fully no. exposed. I don't even know that they actually see anything because they're for me anyway they were incredibly like sensitive to how i might feel about having a room full of people looking at my bare backside with this thing going up so they had a towel over the three people were on one side that couldn't see anything and then it was a doctor and the and the it's very quick they're very efficient yeah literally they 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 um they put the anesthesia in my arm um the whatever it does to put me out I just remember I, 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 I started to feel the tingle because you just feel this this warmth and this tingle in your yeah. body. It starts because it was they put it in my arm. It started in my shoulder yeah. and then went through my whole body. And I'm like, I just said, um, I, I remember saying this. I was like, uh, I said, I, I, can feel, I can feel my body tingling and I know I'm going to go to sleep now. And I just <sighs> want you all to know we're about to go someplace that I've never gone before. And I want you all to know I love you. And I was out. Boom. I was out. That's great. Out cold. I don't remember anything. I don't know anything. I'm out. And I come through and Doctor Who's there. I just put my hand up and he fist pumps me. Cause I'm like, I made it, right? Yeah. Um, and it was it was it. Um, one of the things that was really cool was the nurse, the female nurse that was in there, she could tell I was nervous. And she's like, I've had two of these. I know exactly how you feel. She's like, and the worst is over. That was that, and that was true. It was like the yeah. worst is over, and honestly, for me, the whole thing was not that bad. And the anesthesiologist did ask me what my last meal was. Forgot about this. Yes, what my last meal was. I wasn't gonna lie to him. I'm like Chinese food. He's like, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, was it? <laughs> right. Because I know. the the reason, part of the reason why I decided to do this podcast was because uh, my Biolic, um, who was the host of Jeopardy, she was Blossom. She actually did a, an Instagram. After I saw it, after I got my colonoscopy, mm-hmm. where she talked about hers, and she talks about you know not eating meat and all the science behind a lot of this stuff, and that's probably true and right. Um, but her experience isn't going to be the same as my experience; isn't going to be the same as everyone else's experience. I think that the biggest thing that we have to think about when this happens, that we have to get it or should get it, is it's all about our mindset, like how we yeah. how we look into these things. Like again, you probably had the same anxieties I had the first time. And if I want somebody that's going to go in and be like, I'm, I look forward for you. I look forward for your call to, to the person that's booking because it's, it's his or her job. Yes. Right. And they're actually doing something really good. And our anxiety and our angst and our upset and our disappointment and our fear shouldn't dictate how we behave to those people that are trying to help us. Like these people had fun, like with me and they did the, they, they did their job. Right. And there were people in there that were angry. There was one person that was in there. And this is the one thing I'll tell you. If you don't follow the rules, they know. They do know. They, they yes, they, these people are getting inside of you, and they're not happy, and, and they are absolutely not happy. 
And if you go into your appointment and they ask you all these questions and you broke the rules, they're not going to do the procedure, which means you're going to have to do it again. And that means following the rules to a T. Whatever yes. those rules are, follow them to a T. So if it's drink 10 ounces every 15 minutes, drink 10 ounces every 15 minutes. If it's drink two liters between four and six, drink two liters between four and six. If you have a question about that, call them. Because there was yeah. one person that was in there that was not happy. And it was because they didn't follow rules. Right. They, they were found out that they didn't follow rules. And they're like, we're going to have to reschedule you. And then yes. you have to go through the whole process again. This isn't like a, I kind of did it. You have to. Yeah. You have that to. almost happened to me. Because yeah. I actually had, I think I had a half a bagel the morning yeah. of the prep. Oh, you caught it. And yeah. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to eat. So I called them and they, they made me call the. Yeah, the doctor's office, and they they cleared me. But yeah, if yeah. you screw, if you don't follow the rules, you're gonna have to do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'm gonna say I, I will share this. They found stuff with me. They found they found a large polyp um, that they burned off, and then they found two others that they removed for testing. And I will tell you that the nine days that pathology had to go and do the test results and do all that stuff was the, some of the scariest nine days that I've ever had. It was also some of the most self-reflecting nine days that I ever right. had because I thought about my mindset before and said, what if this is something? And I just said, I thought it was 50 and I waited two more years. What if it was cancer that was in there? Now, thank you. Thankfully, there's no cancer. It was just polyps. And now I have the luxury of going every three years to have comedy hour at yeah. my expense. Um, but what if, what if, like, what if... What if I, because of my discomfort, I said, I'll wait till I'm 50. And then I've got something going on inside of me that's two years further along. Right. That's the difference between stage one and stage four, maybe. That's yeah. the difference between whatever that stuff is. So I had a ton of self-reflection and appreciation and gratitude. Like I'm eternally grateful to Ian Penn, regardless of the outcome. I was eternally yeah, grateful. Yeah, I, I think every doctor should be like Ian. Yeah. There should never be... he. Every doctor should say, "There's two things you don't want to die from: two yeah. types of cancer." Mm -hmm. That's all you need to say. Yeah, and and if you're if you're the patient and you say, "Yeah, I'm good. I'll wait." Yeah, then you're kind of stupid. It's on you. Yeah, it's yeah. stupid. Like stupid. If someone says to you, "We can we can potentially extend your life by decades," yeah, if we find this early enough, and we just need to make you uncomfortable for 24 hours, I'll take decades over 24 hours anyway. Yeah. And there are people, so this, this is the other reason why I decided to do this. I have, because of my age group, I have a lot of friends that are in this age range where when they were 45, the guidance was 50 and it's gone back to 45 and they're saying, I'll wait till I'm 50. Right. Or I don't have these cancers running in my family. There's lots of people that don't have those cancers running in their family that they, right. they can get it. And so let's, let's, let's kind of backtrack some up a little bit here. So you, you and I are so different. I, I the first time, yeah. I was actually very excited to get one. Yeah, I, I wanted a clean colon. I was like, this is great. They're gonna flush me out. I'm gonna get all the crap, all the Chinese food yeah. out of my yeah. system. I'm gonna be fresh. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. that was number one. Yeah. Number number two, the second time was so much better. Yeah. Because like you said, the there was no anxiety. Yeah. Uh, um. And number three is. Unlike you, and this is only because of my dad, you know, his yeah. whole experience with Alzheimer's and passing. I don't let my, first of all, I don't go down the rabbit hole. 
yeah. my brother-in-law would be, be down the rabbit hole forever. I, yeah. I, I don't even go to WebMD. I don't do any of that. Don't yeah. go down the rabbit hole. It's, it's a waste of time. Yes. Number two, um, I never thought, what if? Yeah. And that's how we're so different. Like, I'm like, you know what? I, I don't. I'm just, I'm just, it is what it is. I did my thing. I got my colonoscopy. I'm not going to stress for test results. I'm just going to, yeah. You know, and that, that I'm a little bit different. I, I understand I that. I don't typically do that. Well, maybe I do. I, I you do. I don't think, well. You're a worry work. I do worry. Yeah. I do worry. And I, I think I worry. And you do go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I guess stop doing that rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah, rabbit You probably hole. do that with everything. No, not everything, but a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of things I shouldn't. Like, well, the unknowns. Like, I, I'm someone, yeah. I'm a control freak. Yes. Like, you can't get in a car with me where I'm not driving. Like, and it's, it's not that I don't trust your driving. It's just that I like my yeah. driving more. And I need to, like, and I need to know where we're going. And I have, like, all the directions in my head. Like, I have to have. Yeah. Like, well, you're out of control with this, of course. Well, my house, my, my my life from the outside looks so out of control and so like everywhere, and it is. So I have to have like everything in my head of like yeah. this is how it's going to go, this is what's going to go on, and so I do homework. But it's hard to believe I did new homework in high school, but I do homework now more than I ever had, and a lot of that homework goes into places that. But that's part of this problem with learning about. You can get the medical descriptions and everything else, which is. It's not comfortable. Like when you look at it, it's doctor stuff and smart stuff. And it's like, yeah. this is what technically this is what's going to happen. And then all you find online when you do searches uh, or your friends put something on Facebook or you put something out there, it's like, this is the worst thing ever. I was so uncomfortable. I felt terrible. I I bled. I did this. I did that. Like I heard so many. Yeah. And then I heard people telling me like what I should do for the prep opposed to what the doctor should do for the prep because the doctor's probably like. The doctor, the doctor went to school and did all this, spent yeah. all this money yeah. to be smarter than me. I'm going to let them be smarter than me and tell me what to do. I'm not going to do, you know, other stuff. And so there was really no place for me to go that made me feel comfortable. You, like a few people that have been down the road that was excited for the first time, um, you know, like. Okay, but okay. You, you said, I just, I just want to be clear. You did say it's one of the most uncomfortable things and, and I think you meant the anticipation. The anticipation. It's, there's yeah, nothing. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing. No. I mean, the, the prep isn't comfortable, but it's not. No. If it's I, not hugely. You know if what I mean? was it's, a runner, I could have gone for a run within two. I, like I was working. So the procedure was supposed to be done, I think, at 11. The procedure was done at almost 1. I think I left at 1.30. I was on a conference call at 1.45. Which they say, by the way, you shouldn't do. Conference calls? Uh, they say after you leave, you should take at least four or five hours. And I'm not a doctor, but because the anesthesia can have funny effects on people. Oh, yeah. My person said, you probably don't want to work the rest of the day because you might say something you didn't think you were going to say because of the anesthesia. You know what I mean? Or you might say something you might not remember it because the anesthesia. Yeah, I don't remember have, anything. Like, but I had, I, had on you. I had witnesses and nobody said I'd said anything that was. And I say ridiculous stuff anyway. So it's like. It's Thanks like, for that huge order you gave yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah, amazing. Yeah, 10,000 yeah, t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't remember that? No, I do. It's, oh, okay, uh, yeah, good. I yeah, got the good. bill in front of me. Right, okay, great. <laughs> no, Just want to make sure. No, but I mean, but I mean, I had Amy, Amy drove me home, um, which is a requirement, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And Uber doesn't count. They don't. Let Uber you doesn't leave count. Unless you, you need to have yes. someone that signs you in or yeah. signs you out, right? Um, and uh, so you cannot drive yourself yeah. to or from anyhow. Yeah, that was that was probably my biggest. Um, my biggest memory of of anxiety and discomfort was I picked my dad up from a colonoscopy in one of our water trucks. So my dad and I owned yeah. a spring water delivery business, and we had 
big bouncy diesel trucks. And my dad was just like, he's just like a guy's guy. Like he's just like nothing hurts him, nothing bothers him, nothing, whatever. Yeah. And so I was out doing my route. And he's like, you got to pick me up. I got to get this damn colonoscopy. And he complained about it. And he was in, it was in one of those in, in and out places. And, uh, you know, he was blah, 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 blah. And I, he got in the truck. He couldn't get in the truck because the truck was yeah, it's high. high up. And it was 20 plus years ago. The procedure was done differently. Yeah. And I was driving him home and he's like, Jesus, you got to hit every bump. God, you know what? And he was like, because he was, he was in discomfort. Yes. Right. And so that was my my mental experience, direct mental experience that I had. And like, I was driving home and I wasn't in a diesel water truck, but there's a lot of bumps and potholes in, in Massachusetts. And Amy was hitting most of them and it didn't, like fine. I wasn't, totally I was fine. perfectly fine. Yeah. So it's not, it's not what it was 20 years no. ago. And it's not what a lot of people say it is. And, and, and it can be difficult and it can be, and it's all based on your body. It's all based on how your body takes to the, to the, to the, to the to the whatever solution you have to take correct for it all has to do with you know you could have an advanced problem internally that that i don't have there's everybody's going to be different but what i will say from my experience and from your experience and from maya bialek who she like i say she's the the host of jeopardy and she's a longtime actress look her up on on instagram she does her her post colonoscopy experience and it was very similar um and you shouldn't worry about it. You should you should absolutely take doctor's guidance, take guidance of what they're saying, look at what's going on with some of these diseases and, and if you can prevent it, um, or or get it taken care of, do it. Cause I'd rather people be here for a couple of decades than a couple of couple of years. Amen, bro. Yeah. So that's our I mean, I don't know. That's I don't know if I'm if I if I made sense in all this. I had fun. I feel bad. The conversation flowed, Josh. Yeah, I, feel I think bad. we covered it all. Yeah, I feel bad. In in hindsight, I feel like I I need to give some props to Chengdu and Mansfield because that's that's my spot. Oh boy, yeah. it's out. So secrets now out. the secrets out. In now Mansfield? I'm not going to tell you when I order Chinese food because I don't need a line out the door. They uh, yeah, right downtown Mansfield, Main Street, Chengdu. Doesn't matter how much you order, bag always weighs at least ten pounds. I mean, they stack and pack. They do. Okay, it's, it's amazing. It's like out. fresh. Yeah, yeah. Chengdu. I'm like a. I do a lot. I do a lot of Chinese food. I do a lot of sushi. I do a lot of stuff that people probably tell you not to do. But yeah, um, I'm just. A, I'm. I just love it. it uh, um, and and we do it. You know, more than just New Year's. So uh, when I was given the option, Amy said, "What do you want?" I was like, "Chinese food." Chengdu loaded up. I so, love it. I love um, it. But there was a suggestion. That I'll probably do for the next one, which is right down the street, which is Juice on Main. I I saw a couple of people that that posted things that said uh, a juicing diet for like like leading up three or four days could lead. That's not fun. What, what, why? I've done why? it. It's not bad. It's not as bad as you think. And it's it's. I mean, it's it, they're 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 uh, free cold pressed juices. So it's a liquid diet. It's a liquid diet yeah. with just loads of of produce in it yeah um i've done it's like a cleanse but there's been a couple of people i haven't done it i'm gonna look into it for the next one but okay. honestly it wasn't it wasn't bad that's uh, that's yeah. my colonoscopy every five yeah. years i'm getting a cleanse i'm at i'm at three so i got you beat so i'm gonna have no i'm three now but yeah yeah they well, say five like we're colleen, gonna be synced up so maybe colleen's five so maybe we'll discuss whether we should do hospital or or uh or in, in an outpatient or maybe we'll alternate 
and we'll see which one's better. Did we'll you have a choice? Because I, I don't know within my network, they just said this is this is where you're gonna go. I don't. Th I mean, I had a choice of locations, but they didn't say you want to go to the hospital or do you want to go to an outpatient? I don't remember. The bottom line is um, the people who actually have anything to do with your colonoscopy are amazing. Oh. They're so well-trained. They know exactly what you're going through. Yeah. They do this all day long. They're yeah. so polite and friendly. It's not like you're going to, a, I don't want to say a, a bad supermarket and you just have yeah. the bags, but these people are pleasant. They, yeah. They know what to do. And I got to say, everybody in healthcare, and it was before COVID, but after since COVID, um, my experiences in healthcare, it's, it's hands down one of the most stressful situations. Um, and I'm just amazed at, at the work that they do and how they handle themselves under pressure and just the positivity yeah. and the outlook. And they're understaffed. Like the, so many of those people have, have gotten burned out. Yeah. And understandably, I mean, people before COVID were using emergency rooms as primary care providers. And now, you know, you have the influx of COVID cases. You have a lot of other crazy viruses and disease and other things. And then you couple that with, you know, people not having primary care providers that anytime something goes wrong, they're going to emergency room. I mean, you're talking 12, 14 hours of wait time. And when I've had to go uh, a handful of times to an emergency room, the, the poise and the professionalism of everyone across the board is just downright uh, yeah, phenomenal. Amazing. And, and good Sam and Brockton. Uh, a lot of people give it, you know, or complain about it. Let me tell you something. Pulled up, free valet. Thought I was going out to a nice dinner. Right? <laughs> <clears throat> the valet says, "Oh, I, I've been, I've been wanting, I've been, I've always wanted one of these cars. I'm going to take it for a drive." I'm like, "Have at it. You got a couple hours, but free valet, um, honeydew donuts right inside the lobby. The lobby, the the lobby attendants that direct you, phenomenal, rock stars." Everybody in there that I've ever dealt yeah. with has been nothing short of exemplary. And uh, I'm just grateful. Like you say, I'm grateful for the yeah. work that they do. And this isn't like this isn't like going into a locker room where nobody's ever seen or done anything like this. Like you say, they've got a ton of training. So even if somebody's on their first day, they know what they're doing. They know what they're seeing. They know what they're getting themselves into. They're like, yep. they're not like, oh, God, I can't believe I'm going to do this. This is what they do every single day. Yeah, and listen, Josh, you're not, no offense, but you're not one of those guys who likes doctors or dentists. You put it <laughs> off as, if Josh can do it, yeah, you can do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. I, I put the, the, the root canal story before we go. That was, I broke a tooth in February, and I didn't go to the dentist until November. Yeah, because that's insane. Nobody does that except for you. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... No, people do it. People do it, but it's not healthy. I didn't realize that the pain of my broken tooth was greater than the pain of... Ha I mean, I had the tooth... Oh, well, that's the point, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had the tooth removed, ultimately, which... Yeah. That's a traumatic event. That could be a whole other episode. Um, <laughs> I think we've traumatized the audience enough. With oh, that. yeah. But the most important thing, even in these... I'll leave with this. Something I learned... Um, I worked with Halverson Orthodontics. They're one of my... Uh, I guess we can call them one of my clients. I just love the team there. I think that what they're doing is amazing. Um, my son had to get braces and, um, I went in and, and, and Mark Halverson, the owner said, Hey, you know, you do all this, you know, talks and trainings and all this stuff, you know, would you work with my team? And I said, absolutely. I don't know anything about orthodontists and let me look into it. And so I did my normal research for any new industry that I get to work with. And I found that orthodontists actually have the greatest work-life balance of any occupation, which is phenomenal. They also have one of the greatest result um, that they can that they can measure, which is when someone gets their braces off, they start smiling more, mm, right? And they nice. smile and they put the picture on. I'm like, wow, this is great. 
But what I then followed up with research on was why are dentists the second highest suicide rate occupation next to now veterinarians? They used to be first. And so I started doing some homework and research on it. And one of the reasons that, um, that, that dentists were having the struggle that they've done the research and, and looking at was that it's a thankless job and that nobody looks forward to seeing them. Mm-hmm. And so when I got my tooth removed and when I had my colonoscopy, which it, it's probably in, in a similar state of discomfort and everything yep. else and self thinking of self thinking about ourselves and not others, we fail to say, thank you. We fail to say, how did we do? How did you do? Or any of that stuff. And when I had my tooth removed, I get done in the dentist and the dental assistant, like, Hey, you're all set. I said, how did I do? And they said, what? I said, how did I do? Was I a good patient? And they were like, oh, you were great. And I said, well, thank you very much. I appreciate you. And they're like, appreciate us removing a tooth? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And I did the same thing with these guys. I said, I, I look forward to seeing you in three years. Thank you for what you did today. It's not hard to do. It's not hard to do. Put a smile on our face. Absolutely. Get them to keep wanting to come to work every day and doing the stuff that they yeah. do. And you know what? It's going to stink. And I'm going to have anxiety. And I'm sure I'm going to WebMD something again. But every one of these experiences, I get something out of it where I go, all right, let's not do this. Let's do it a little bit differently next time. And so, hey, I appreciate you sitting in with me on this yeah, uncomfortable oh, no. thing. I hope that our audience, I didn't, if I lost listeners, that's going to stink. But if I get one good <laughs> listener that says, hey, I'm going in to get a colonoscopy. I was wildly nervous and anxiety ridden. I went to Chengdu and got Chinese food and I had a good time and I followed all the doctor's orders. And it wasn't quite the experience you had, but it wasn't as bad as the experience I thought I'd have. Right. Then this made it all worth it. And um, maybe we'll do a follow-up in three years and see if number two, uh, the number two colonoscopy is as, as smooth as the number one. I hope it is. Oh, you're going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to love it. That's my, that's my promise. So, hey, listen, this has been great, Mark. I appreciate it. you spent You've spent the morning with me. We did another episode already about your book and uh, excited to see both of these released. So, um Keep up the great work, and thanks for thanks for always being by my side, even on these crazy ideas. So, thank you, Josh. Uh, Appreciate you, man. That will do this episode of my first colonoscopy. I hope I never give another episode like this, but I'm willing to do it if it makes a difference in just one listener's life, um, and they think a little bit differently. And if if you are at that age, you know, 45 to 50, and you're in that swing time of when guidance was 45 to 50, and your doctor says it's a good idea, just go do it. Get it out of the way. Get it done. It's a day. It's a day out, and you're 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 back to yourself. So, um, we love five star rating and reviews. We may not get them for this episode, but I hope we do. So, if we've earned it, please give it. And if we haven't, please send me an email, Josh at beawesome.com, and tell me why and what I can do better. And uh, I'll work I'll work at that and see how we can earn your your five star rating and review. Please share it with your audience. Follow us on social media and. Uh, uh, look forward to back on the road. Um, been been home for a week or two. We've got a lot of lot of a lot of places to go. Going to go as far away as Alaska, and as close to home as uh, Worcester. So everywhere in between in the next three months to close out an awesome year. And it's because of you. So if you can be anything, be awesome. Have a great day. Coming to you from underneath a peach blossom. It's time for an episode of. Awesome. Find positivity throughout your life and work Just like our mascot rooster, Steve the Jerk